Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we coming from a basement to your headphones. Barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown in a wild time. Thank you for downloading the Podcastianos. Now here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. Welcome into a very 500 episode of the Podcastianos. I'm Jordan Hall, and I'm joined as always by a man who, if the season ended today would be in the playoffs. It's Eric Wayne. Eric, how are you feeling tonight? I'm I'm feeling strong and healthy for the most part. Uh, is that a true statement about the Tigers, that if the season ended today, they'd be in the playoffs? It is. They would be the fourth you're, you're of the five me. wild cards, if, if that is in fact how this thing is decided. I got to tell you, the whole mechanics of who's in and who's out and how the whole season is structured, I feel like I'm learning as I go. Well, like, just just between you and me, Eric, I, I don't think that down the stretch it's actually going to matter to us how that happens. But, you know, as we decided last week, we are a little excited about it potentially mattering for are us. Are you daring to poo-poo the Detroit Tigers? No, I'm— Don't you dare. I, I, for, for real, I'm not, I haven't bought in, but I've let my imagination run wild. We're 10 games into the year. There's 50 games yep. left. Who knows? As I said, hashtag, hashtag why not us? Who knows? Uh, the, everything is made up. Nothing really counts or matters. Did you see the like standings anyway? for the NL East? It's comedy. Like the the Marlins are in first place because they're two and one. They've played three <laughs> games. It's just everything is is chaos. Everyone's the chasing the fighting like Jeters. Yeah. Fighting Jeters. Oh. <laughs> but everyone good and safe in your household? Yeah, as far as I know, I haven't checked on everybody in the last few minutes, but, you know, we're going to assume everything's fine. <laughs> House staying poultry free. Yes, we, you know, actually, the the, the turkeys have been on a hiatus. <laughs> they must they must tune into the podcast. No, I'm upset about their presence. So they've kind of gone away. I feel like if they would have known how upset you were, that would only draw them more to your landscaping. So clearly that cannot be the reason. My anger fuels their rage. Yes. Their presence. Stupid turkeys. Uh, so Eric, do you remember Korean baseball? It was that thing that we were all in for like a hot yeah. minute before stateside baseball started coming back and we completely shut it out of our mind. 
Yeah, it was the only game in town for a little while. So, and by town, I mean the world. The world. <laughs> yeah. So it looks like we shouldn't have jumped ship so soon because some big news just hitting the wire today. Uh, apparently, Hyun Soo Kim, who I believe had a brief run with the Orioles, if I'm correct. Okay. Just won a, a Kia Sorento for hitting a home run into the home run zone at Champions Field. Uh, he became the fifth player to win the big prize. Preston Tucker also won a Sorento earlier this year. Um, as big fans of the lighter side of baseball, why is it that we don't have more stuff like this? Baseball is the perfect hit it here sport. I kind of agree with that. Um, at the Whitecaps, they had like a big tire. You could hit it through the tire. That's an awesome win. one. Yeah. You probably, although it's minor league baseball, you probably win a free oil change or something. I mean, let's be real about it. Um, didn't, uh, doesn't the Tigers have the bell tire, like tarp thing? Yeah, I think out in right field. Interesting that they're yeah. both tire related. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. very automotive driven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, d- tell me about the Korean thing. Like, did they have to hit it through like a moon roof or something like that? Or is it in a lo- like a big zone? Do you know? I do not know. <laughs> This may be the kind of thing that I only read the the one tweet about. Um. It's one tweet is plenty for any subject. Any, I subject. mean, anybody can come become an expert on in a tweet or two. That's fine. But like, I I don't understand why why some people, you know, why we don't have things that like people care about when stuff hits targets. You know, like okay, hit it here and like everyone gets like a, a child notch, <laughs> like a small child. I mean, that that would certainly make an impression. You know, um, are you one of these guys who likes to hit the, the cart pit ball picker up or at the driving range? You know, you go to the golf driving range and then there's the little cart that tries to pick up the balls and you try to hit it and it's got the cage. Are you that guy? I, w- I would be that guy. I have been to the driving range exactly one time in the last, I don't know, eight or ten years. But if that was something I did regularly, that, that yeah, I feel like that would be a, a pretty easy one. So what are your suggestions, Hall? Where are we going with this? Where, where What are you desiring? So I think that it would be very beneficial if instead of people winning something, if like something happened – because oh, okay. of uh, somebody hitting a target or whatever, like hit it like giant, uh, like a giant fan with dolphins that would rotate and like neon colors and you know a big display in the outfield, something like that. That would be awesome. I was thinking more somebody like come up with something like that. Hit it here, and somebody has to play shirtless for an inning or something, something like that. Sure. Or if you, you hit well, off the don't foul. Don't they do the? Um, the Bernie, the Brewer slides down the slide. Yeah, but that's, but that's just kind of that's just for a home run. That's not specifically for hitting it here. I want something like Bernie's got to like do a specific dance on the field if they hit a target out in left center. Some, something yeah, like, like that. Like you, yeah, you hit a car and you have to like sacrifice a virgin or something <laughs> like that. I mean, yeah, maybe that's a, a bit of an extreme example, but, but yeah, along those so lines. Intense, yeah, more yeah, hit, exciting. Hit the foul pole and a bear is let loose on the field. I let, I'm I'm good with that. A hungry bear better be. I think I think all bears are always hungry. Should be. I mean, I'm an, only an amateur zoologist, but I'm pretty sure that's correct. So so what kind of prize are you giving out? No prizes. Something, no prizes. No, only no only prize, weird just, stuff just happening. Just the excitement. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, do you think that baseball player was excited about receiving a Kia? 
not I don't know what what are salaries like out over in Korea if it if it were Ronald Acuna or somebody who's loaded winning that I don't I don't know that they would be but you know if it's a mid- do you think your average average major league baseball player is excited about winning a Kia no but I think huh. your, your average uh, Korean baseball player might be sure I don't know I'm I don't, I don't think that if Nico Goodrum Eh, that might be a that might be a stretch. There's not a whole lot of high high earning tigers. But how many if, cars? How many cars are on your list of favorite cars above a Kia? <laughs> so many <laughs> Kias are not that cool. The, the utilitarian uh, go to of cars. You know what I'm doing? I'm parking a boat out there, a Ooh. yacht, and if you hit it in the boat, you get the boat. That's cool. That's yeah, because what baseball player doesn't already have a car? It should be a luxury yeah. item like a yacht. I, I really like that sure. idea. Think of all the all the all the run a boat company could get. Yeah. Park your boat there. I feel it's like there idea. there should be a bunch of like nautical slash baseball puns that we could use. Yeah, like ducks on the pond. Oh, there we go. Hit in the boat. Somebody, somebody at the commissioner, try and get some of these ideas through. I got lots of terrible ideas. Just call me. <laughs> if you want to get in touch with the show, you can on Twitter. I am at Jordan Hall 23. Eric is at Comerica. No, Eric Wayne's brain. Yeah, I changed it. Uh, and at podcast, I've probably said Eric Wayne's brain at least 10 or 15 times now. And it still automatically comes out. Comerica, Eric. Uh, on Instagram, I am at Jordino for, I'll spell it. J-O-R-D-I-N-H-O and the number four. Some extra hot zoo content uh, since I moved to South Bend and, and now have a local zoo. So you, you can look forward to that. Facebook.com backslash podcastianos. And we'd love it if you would take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or whatever other platform you're listening to the show on. Hey, friends. Do you love podcasts like the one you just listened to? Have you ever dreamed about having your own? Well, my name is Michael, and I work for TruthWork Media. We believe that everyone has a story, and every story deserves a podcast. Let us help you get started. Look us up at www.truthworkmedia.com, fill out our questionnaire, and I'll schedule a time to talk. It's really that easy. TruthWork Media. Everyone has a story. Yours needs a podcast. So, Eric, as we previously mentioned, as the season stands, the Tigers would be in the playoffs. Uh, because, because of this, I have a renewed sense that the season will probably not be played uh, to a conclusion. It, what makes you feel that way? Uh, well, I mean, historically, I, I would say that we don't have uh, the best of luck on our side. And it was more of just a joke that because good things were happening to the Tigers that they wouldn't right. be sustained as opposed to. Um, oh, and, these aren't COVID fears for you. These are. I mean, it'll be what it's going to be. I've. I've stopped uh, starting or I've stopped postulating what I think is, is going to happen <laughs> after the second uh, outbreak that has now also not stopped the season. Um, so last week we decided that uh, we were going to be a little bit excited about the 2020 sure. Tigers. Where is your excitement level sitting now as we are 10 games in exactly 500? It was kind of a downer getting swept in that doubleheader, especially in the first game. I thought for sure we could have. Sto- I thought we could have stole that one, especially after our namesake won Nicholas Castellanos, and wasn't it a classic Castellanos performance? So it was quintessential. So vintage, yeah, loved it. Very vintage. He cranks two home runs, and then 
kind of erases them. I would say, I'd agree with that. What's that? I said, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. It was a pretty, pretty firm erasure. Yeah. Now, it wasn't a super easy catch, but it was for a major league ball player a reasonable catch to expect. Yeah, it was. It was probably the center fielder's ball, but he was there. It hit off his glove. It's Nick. Like yeah. that was always how that particular instance was going to end. It was so classic, and yeah, that one was. That was funny. Def- definitely enjoyed that one. You know, and the thing is, like, you have this inner tension with yourself about Nick. Like, yeah, it would be still nice to have him, but it's purely a dollars and cents matter. It's not like we didn't like Nick Castellanos and we didn't want his bat. It's just the stage that our team is at. I saw somebody post like, oh, yeah, it's the Tigers were smart letting him go and going with Victor. It's Victor Reyes. And I was like. That's not the really the play here. I mean, Nick is a significantly better baseball player. It just wasn't a it wasn't a fit thing. Yeah, it wasn't a conscious decision to. Hey, I think Victor Reyes yeah. is a comparable replacement. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that's not how this is working. But the internet has no nuance, and and we all know that. Well, and I'm probably misrepresenting this person's point, but. Eh, I don't think I was gonna say I don't I don't think so I think we should just continue to pile on them but um Nick has you know Nick's got a he's got a big bat right he's he refined his swing some more and in Cincinnati shouldn't he just mash yeah absolutely so uh I have to credit at Mike underscore Curlin Curlin on this one he had a a breakdown um, on actually the the adjustment on on Nick swing. Um, he's got it looks like he says there's different pre swing bat movement and a smaller quicker step, which I feel like he's always been a little bit of a, a lunger, and I think quieting that down has been a, a huge thing for him. Um, but his his ground ball rate is a career low, which in Cincinnati uh, that that's probably a good idea. Listen to you that breakdown to be fair this isn't my breakdown this is me reading someone else's the breakdown effort to steal it yeah That's, that counts at least, yeah. at least i it's actually like, had whose it was i feel like normally i say i saw somebody who said that's my style yeah that was very noble of you to cite your sources yeah um so let's get into it uh big reason for the decline in excitement over other than getting swept and losing one to trevor bauer uh is the impromptu break in the season the Tigers are sitting uh, through because the Cardinals couldn't travel to Detroit because of COVID issues. Um, before we get into any of the serious stuff, um, I want to draw everyone's attention to the irony. I feel like the Cardinals are always seen as the the um, the fans are supposed to be the the best, best fans, fans in baseball. Yeah. You know, Matheny was the the holder of the of the unwritten rules, and obviously this is. It could and probably will happen to any team. I just wanted to make make the connection there to the irony. But let's let's jump from that that crude statement to uh, the human perspective. Uh, what type of mental toll do you think this has on specifically the Tigers players? Well, I I don't know about the Tigers so much, you know. But I will tell you. Correct me if I'm wrong, but pitchers especially are creatures of habit. 
baseball players are creatures of habit. They get up at a certain time. They show up at the ballpark at a certain time. Uh, you know, the one day is, you know, running day and one day is this day and bullpen day or whatever. Now all that's out the window. I mean, you're, you're constantly trying to put that together. So I think that's an uncomfortable position, but so many, I mean, all teams are needing to figure this out. I don't think the scheduling and the workout stuff is even as important as kind of the mental toll. Uh, I don't know about you and your family and your community, but, um, just, it seems like everybody's mental and emotional health these days has taken a dip. And it's hard to be your best self these days. It's hard to be on top of your game when you're worried about, okay, you're making decisions about where to go and what to do and how to protect yourself. I mean, two Major League Baseball teams have had this virus, if not sweep through their clubhouse, be present in your clubhouse. And aren't you, if you're a Tigers player, aren't you kind of looking over your shoulder and saying, okay, am I being careful enough? What's going on? I'm imagining that takes a toll on you as well. Yeah, I think it has to be a huge, like, these guys are in my literal exact same situation, and they're coming down with it. Like, I I don't know how that doesn't affect you, specifically when it's staring you in the face of, I can't play tonight because that went on over there. Yeah, it just, it feels like a fish in a barrel situation. Like, they're all, they're all so jammed in, like, I have to think that eventually it's going to sweep most like it just seems like i mean obviously we enjoy getting baseball back we've enjoyed having all of the other sports on but it just is such a a fraught situation you know it's it's like every other uh grouping of society there's very um you know very spread out opinions very polarized opinions but yeah there's a lot of people saying and have said shut it down it's not worth it um, and I think in baseball, those are probably the more vocal people to say, Hey, is, is this worth it? Uh, selfishly? I, I want baseball. I, I like to, you know, I want it around, but it's not worth something getting somebody getting hurt for. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it, it's purely, you know, you have to wager the risk against the upside and yeah. I guess it's, the upside of having less. something is, is worth it for baseball to potentially have it plow through entire team starting to see a little glimpse of some of the tension between the players and ownership it's not overt but occasionally you'll see a player tweet something or insinuate something about um hey we're sticking our neck out here a little bit you know so and set like and then you got guys like cespedes <laughs> he said ah, i'm done now maybe there's more to that story it is cespedes but You've had there's there's been a handful of guys opt out and say hey, it's not worth it. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we spent such a, a a lot of time, you know, lauding and and rightfully so. You know, some of the the frontline workers, and in in a similar way, they're obviously they're being more well you know compensated than those people, but they they are sticking their necks out, like you say, um, essentially to provide a service for like. They are, they're doing it obviously to take care of their families, but also for, for our entertainment. So I, I think that's, um, I think it's something in the words that, of the great American poet, here we are now entertain us, <laughs> um, from a baseball standpoint, is this a good thing, a bad thing? The, the, the speaking of the, the four day layoff, um, what, what are you, what's your take there? 
as far as if it's good for the tigers or not. Yeah, specifically well, us. I mean, yeah, I mean, after getting our butts whooped after a long day, uh, for sure one day off I thought would have been nice, but I, th- I think this is a little excessive. I don't think it helps anybody, yeah, but it feels, it's, it feels, it's probably fine. It feels a bit like when a football team has an early buy, like – it gives you a chance to kind of reset, but also yep. you know that there's a whole long season coming after that you're definitely not going to have any breaks in, which, but, you know, right. it allows them to reset the rotation, possibly get Tyler Alexander in it if they want, you know, th- yeah. there are some practical uh, applications. Speaking of Tyler Alexander, what what in the world? What the heck? I tell you what, that provided a jolt of energy and excitement around the Tigers that I have not felt in a while. That was darn fun. He, I I mean, I'm squealing like a little girl <laughs> when he's striking out, you know, these guys. And that was just plain fun. Did, were you able to see it or catch up with it a little bit? What did you make of it? I was listening to it on the radio, which is actually yeah. really funny because I was listening to the Fister uh, game on the radio too. So it was kind of yeah. like the same experience again. But I was like actively yelling at the, the radio like, come on, Tyler. Yeah. Which I can honestly say I've never audibly rooted for Tyler Alexander before. Or honestly, it's been a long time since I've audibly exclaimed for, for any Tigers, but it was it was something and of all people tyler alexander well we've known he's a a good prospect a mm-hmm. decent prospect not the top shelf but he's he's had good stuff or whatever but it's okay can he put it together but watching him work like stuff was brilliant i mean he was he was working it now he got a little bit of some help with a with a big strike zone. I mean, it was a Larry Vanover was for both pitchers calling a pretty big strikeout, which is kind of key strike zone, which is key to it. But nothing don't take anything away from them. It was pound it was it was brilliant. Not only that, he not after there was the nine strikeouts, and then he got a couple more outs after that, another strikeout after that. Mm-hmm. Like it was dynamite. So uh Dan and Jim were talking about it at the time, but they just wish that there had been fans there. And I think that would have been cool. Like it would have, oh, made, yeah. it would have really Energy. enriched the, the whole experience. Um, but you know, that's something. Can you that... imagine if, if he got that one more called strike and got that, that would have been 10. And then he struck out a number 11 too. Mm-hmm. That would have been, that would have been a new major league record. Yeah. As is, he's on par with Fister and, uh, just, just shy of, uh, yeah. I think it was Sandy Kovacs. Is that who holds the Tom, Tom C. Tom C. Okay. As the national league. Record there are some, some nice and tied with Nolan Ryan. Like there's some nice names on that list. And now but he holds alone the re the reliever record for consecutive strikeouts. Yeah. It's pretty neat. That's definitely. So, uh, obviously he has, con- he's continued to prove himself as garden hire likes to say the ball comes out of his hand. Well, what do you do with him? You're you're the you're the manager of the Tigers. What are you doing with him? <clears throat> uh, well, we are in need of a starter, are we not? And yeah, I guess in theory, Alexander wants to start, so I, I I would go that route. Unless you're ready to bring up Mize, which I don't think. Well, maybe we were. Maybe we'll get into that in a little bit. But yeah, I I would wouldn't have a problem starting Alexander. Yeah, I think the, so. You, so you get four innings out of him, five innings. I mean, you gotta 
deep bullpen. I mean, now's the time to do that kind of stuff. Even if he's not quite completely stretched out, you hope to get four. Yeah. Three or four even. Absolutely. Like there's, I feel like I've, I've banged on about this with, with Norris a couple times too. Like there is value in a guy who can give you two, three or four good quality innings. Like, we have this outmoded, uh, outdated mode of like thinking that everyone needs to be a starter and starters always have to go six or seven. Like that, that right. is kind of just a thing of the past now. Um, like you said, especially with the expanded rosters. Like, well, I've always been fascinating by the the three 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 model. You know, three pitchers each pitching three innings. Nobody's I going mean, against the uh, the lineup a third time. Like. That is the way baseball is going. We might as well start yep. trying to to structure our roster around that. It, you know, obviously it's it's good to have a Casey Mize or a Matt Manning who hopefully yep. can become guys that go deep into the games. But I mean, having but I always thought like last year, especially the Tigers, what's wrong with innovating or trying some things a little bit? I mean, what what's the worst that could happen? You finish last and get the highest draft pick? <laughs> yeah, I mean right, it. Well, what did Alexander piggyback with uh, Verhagen last year? And that worked very well for both of them. Daniel Norris, you know, the same way. Like, it, there is just, there's marginal gains out there to be made, like you say, by innovation. And, you know, we're probably not going to get that from our current manager. But I don't hate the idea of trying to structure um, the roster that way going forward. Well, and you don't have to be completely faithful to it but i i always like managers and leadership who's willing to innovate you know look at the most some of the most successful teams haven't been shy about trying things like tampa bay oakland you know these are not huge money clubs but they were willing to willing to innovate and they've they've borne some success from that yeah how about the first team to move their best hitter up into the two spot that has now been very uh you know proven proven correct statistically uh so the weird break has given us uh like we said a a unique chance to reevaluate the state of things again specifically in the rotation uh last week you talked about with, with casey mize like taking a look at 25 or 30 games and seeing like, is it worth the promotion? We kind of have a weird chance to do that at 10. Um, there was talk of uh, prior to the series off that Casey Mize was coming up. Um, now there's a little bit more uncertainty. What do you think here? Well, it seemed like they were going to call him up. I mean, garden hire essentially hinted at it because a lot of the beat guys were uh, speculating about that. And garden hire said something to the effect of, Oh, you guys are kind of got it figured out or whatever. Um, I, I frankly was surprised by that, honestly. Um, but I don't, do you understand all the ins and outs of this service time business? I do not like, right. Um, (laughs) I, I get that you, you burn a year of control at the end. And that's why, you know, that was like the Chris Bryant business when they held him back or whatever. So we're, but we're past that threshold so i guess it makes sense maybe not to bring him up right at the beginning but that doesn't seem to be an issue anymore yeah like we were never going the whole season without him coming up at some point now that we're past that deadline you know i kind of so now it's just fears of what oh exposing him to too much work expose you know exposing him too much to COVID, I, mean, he, I, I suppose i mean is that a, a realistic yeah yep 
he's only had really one full minor league season. I mean, he ha- doesn't have a ton of minor league experience, but also he's the number one number one pick. His stuff is obviously amazing. I think it may be a relief for him to get to the big leagues and not have to worry about that anymore. He's plenty good to do it. I don't think you're going to wreck Casey Mize. No, and there's no risk of overusing him at this point. There's 50 games left in the year. Like, how much could we possibly use him in 50 games that would make that an issue? I, I... I think that that is something that they're genuinely like looking at. I I don't think you need to be, but really, like, how much more risk is there to send him out with the team than with the taxi squad until he right? Like, he's with the taxi squad. What more does he have to learn there? Yeah, I mean that's not improving his game a lot. Uh, you know, you've talked me into it. I I the more I think about it, the more you just run him up. Yeah, I I totally agree. He doesn't have to. I mean, you can have a strict pitch count on him. You can use him. You know, for the first three innings of, of of the games, you know, you can you can spring training manage him however you want. But yeah, I mean, but honestly, if he were to stub his toe a little bit, maybe that wouldn't be awful either. No, definitely not. I if nothing agree. else, he's got the off season and he's going to be fired up and figure it out and be gung ho for the for the the next season. So. Yeah, it, I've talked myself into. It. Yeah, there, I feel like through this, I've I've kind of come to the the conclusion that there's just no downside to doing it, like and to doing it now. There you go. All right, we've decided. Let them know. Boom. Let, All right, the front office. I'll text Avila. Yep. Uh, so we before before we get to your power rankings, let's jump into the way back machine and go back to Thursday night, playing the Royals. Saw a bit of a swan song from the great Miguel Cabrera. Two homers on the night against Royals pitching. Oh. Um, it reminded me of that old country song. He's not as good as he once was, but he's as good once as he ever was. He ever was. Yeah. Um, so I, I looked it up before that, that game, he was two for his prior 22 and he's one of nine since. Um, but he had that one night. You, you seem to be claiming that that's an anomaly an anomaly. Yeah. Not a sign of things to come. Is it, do you feel that way? I do feel that way. I, I guess the big kinda, question. I kind of trashed him the pot, last podcast episode, and then he hit those two dingers, and I felt stupid. So you're saying that he only hit the two dingers to piss you off? Yeah, everything's about me. Okay. Yeah, 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 for sure. In my world. So I, I guess the big question at this point is, like, what does success look like for Miggy now? I mean, he's hitting, like, a, a buck 90, something like that. Ugh. Yeah. And even the the dingers that he hit, it it didn't seem like that was athletic prowess. It seemed like it was wily veteraning a little bit. Which I mean, that's pretty much what he has left at this point. But right, I mean, his body is as good as he's going to get out of it. He's maximized his physique. Um, but I hate to keep dogging on him, but yeah. Success looks like, you know, if he can hit for some power, I I don't know. If he bats 270 with some power, that looks like success to me, probably. Yeah, I think that's even 270 feels maybe unrealistic. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad. But you're just so used to such big numbers from Miguel that you you feel bad saying that. But yeah. Yeah. And he's. He's been a great player for this club. There, there is no doubt about that. But, you know, 
the end comes and yeah. unfortunately i think we're we're, we're approaching that wow we're dogging him back-to-back episodes even after he hit two dingers in one game well i think we can look forward to another two dinger game next week i mean we're just we're just doing our part we're we're helping for the team we're helpers all right let's move on to your power rankings cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you learn more at uh1.com say hello to a new era of mental health care cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support 100 online you'll experience the all-new cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Power rankings. It's going to be a little more relatable this week. We'll try. We'll do our best. I I did keep that in mind. (laughs) I thought last week was, was fun. Thank you. I learned a lot of names that I hadn't heard before. Yeah. Well, this week's power rankings are brought to you by North River Vodka, Michigan's <laughs> true spirit. North River Vodka is the only vodka made with whole, fresh Michigan potatoes. I don't always drink vodka, but when I do, I choose North River Vodka. Thank you to our sponsors. Wow. So much money rolling in from the vodka brands. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Today I have for you something interesting. Uh, this is a, a weird thing that happened in my life. But I've had a form of tacos for dinner the last three nights. Wow. So we had tacos three nights ago. And then we kind of had some leftover steak. So I kind of made fajitas. Fajitas are just fancy people tacos. Yeah. Bougie, bougie tacos for sure yeah and then we had some we had my in-laws over and they came with some taco stuff so we had tacos again so i have for you the best things to put in a taco all right this i'm in on let's go this is this is approachable <laughs> all right starting at number seven i have avocado slash guac okay uh, i mean guacamole is just mashed up avocados pretty much yeah it, so that's that's number seven. It it's not bringing a ton to the party, but you get that nice color texture, kind of creaminess with the avocado. That's so good. so millennial of you. Yeah, that's right. I don't put it on toast though. Because <laughs> I want to be able to afford a house. That is and how it works. Number six is going to probably be the most divisive thing, because it's a taste bud thing, and that is cilantro. I love cilantro i think it tastes amazing but some people are just wired where they're they hate cilantro 
yeah yeah they uh one of my friends actually it it actually tastes like essentially like soap to them like it's it's a yeah physiological something I i don't really understand it but yeah i've heard that too so you know tweet me all you mutants who don't like cilantro losers okay <laughs> you're damaged coming in number, hot. <laughs> number five is tomatoes tomatoes is a a food you grow into no kids like tomatoes but tomatoes are delicious and we've grown our own tomatoes which aren't, is big happenings aren't you fancy Yes, tomatoes are good. So do you include salsa in tomatoes, or is that a different component altogether? Coming in at number four, we have salsa. Okay. Yeah, I, I feel like you can double up. Because of salsa, you need a little little spiciness. Yeah, that's, that's true. Good point. Although, is pico de gallo salsa? Pico's trash. Really? Yeah, for sure. Pico is just, like, chopped up stuff. Trash. It's kind of salsa. Okay. Number four is salsa. I like a nice medium salsa. I don't want to burn my face, but don't give me the mild. Yeah, I completely I like agree with that. I like the green salsa, the salsa verde. Yeah. Oh it's, it's good. Number three is sour cream. I love sour cream. It's just nice and cool on there. Nice texture. You made a face. You don't like the sour cream? Not or? not a sour cream guy. Not, not at all. Fine. Number two is meat. I lump them together. Um, and my meat choices in order would be chicken, fish. I like fish. Oh, woof. And then ground beef. Ground, ground beef for me is kind of down a little bit. I'd prefer chicken. I yeah. like nice seasoned grilled chicken. Definitely. On a taco. It's pretty good. We also do like crock pot chicken. That's really good. All right. Number one. Got a guess? It's got to be cheese. It, it is. It's cheese. You can pretty much just put cheese in a tortilla and eat it. I mean, that is a thing. They, a they call it a quesadilla. quesadilla. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Are you ready to get wild? Sure. Ready to get crazy? Let's do it. Here are the three worst. Third from the worst is rice. What? Come on. You already have a starch. The tortilla is starch. You don't need to put more grains with it. The health nut in you is coming out. I, I love rice. I could eat rice for every meal, even if, if even in a shell. If you're hungry and want to eat a thousand of something, right. <laughs> all right. Number two, this is going to blow your mind, but in my side of the family, when I go to my parents for tacos, my mom always has available to put in the tacos mushrooms. Oh. Canned mushrooms. What is wrong with your family? I don't know. I I never had this as a kid, but like my mom and dad like like to have like canned mushrooms in that, their tacos. That is vile. I never put them in. So I, I'm that's, that's the second from the worst. I'm not doing this. Ugh. Mushrooms are a pizza food. They're they're a nothing food. They grow on the ground. It's disgusting. I don't know how anybody Jordan, can eat Jordan, that. Jordan, I hate to tell you. A lot of things grow. I'm aware, but these you plan <laughs> to grow those things. Mushrooms you just find wild. Really? You don't think they have mushroom farms? Absolutely not. It's just forests. Oh. Okay. They have, they have harvester, harvesters that go through the forest and, and collect I them. I don't know if you know much about agriculture. I do not. <laughs> I definitely do not. Okay. Number one worst thing you can put on a taco. 
and my wife does this and it drives me insane. Worst thing you can put on a taco. Get a guess. It's got to be like ketchup or mayonnaise or something like that. Ketchup. Yeah, that's 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 wrong. I I love ketchup. I want on my fries and my burger, whatever. But no, taco is a salsa food, not a ketchup food. It's yeah. too sweet. And, ugh. Mm. No, don't put ketchup on your taco. That's such a Midwestern thing to do. Don't do that. That's power rankings brought to you by <laughs> North River Vodka. <laughs> Man, I thought better of your wife than that. Wow. She gets a few mulligans. <laughs> you know what What I found that actually goes pretty well in a taco shell? PB&J. You know, um, I was going to scorn you, but um, ever do like um, a tortilla and then spread peanut butter and then put a banana in it? No, I'm not, I'm not a big up. banana fan in any use other than just eating a banana can't do it yeah i mean the thing is is a shell is essentially bread that you have in your house that can be used for whatever also also um that's a very midwestern thing to call it a shell is it shouldn't a a tortilla don't you mean tortilla tortilla shell is is that not synonymous i mean i'm from the midwest obviously i i I fall into that. I don't that. think outside the Midwest they're calling, because my f- whole family and people I know, oh, oh, hand me a shell. I don't think outside of the Midwest they're calling those shells, are they? I, I don't aren't know. They, aren't <laughs> they rightly tortillas? Probably. Alright. Alright, that's... We can find out. I'm, 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 I'm not going to find out. I, I trust you to look into well, it like, for it, us. Yeah, people, in my, people I know always call them shells, and I don't know if that's right. Probably not, but... Do a lot of things that isn't right. Um, so on the side of the road, nothing nothing too awfully extravagant uh, this week. But I did find um, today was trashed. Well, last so it'd be this morning. Last night you put out your trash. This morning they pick it up. Trash day um, in in South Bend, or at least where I live. Um, and the the trash had been picked up, but apparently uh, somebody had thrown away a deck of Uno cards, and somehow in the transfer from the trash to the the truck it must have fallen out because there was uno cards scattered everywhere along the sidewalk huh hmm yeah that's a that's a couple draw fours right there it's pretty rough hello this is eric's mom and you're listening to the podcast Yanos. all right twitter questions best i got oh yeah i'm in charge of twitter again you really are Okay, um, let's see. I guess I got to find the bottom. Um, Chris Iatt says, are we still working out terms to make this official vodka of the podcast, Yanos? Feels like we got it covered. Pretty, pretty, pretty much. Choose North River Vodka for all your drinking needs. Okay, well, it's done, sweet. Okay, uh, Ottawa Detroit asks... In light of Nick no longer with the team, perhaps time for a podcast reband- rebranding? It's been a while since we've heard one of those. Uh, it's just not going to happen. It's going to take so much more work than either of us want to put into it. <laughs> it just isn't going to happen. It's the podcastianos. It will be forever. That's what it is for a while. Adam Dubin Dubin asks, what's tonight's podcast drinking game? Well... We drink and try to make a podcast. Well, I do. Jordan plays along. Um, David J. Ham asks, 
better to promote Mize and get him some experience or not risk having him come up and pitch infrequently when the schedule is so uncertain week to week. I feel like we kind of covered some of this. Yeah, and I don't think there's any risk of infrequent usage. Like if they're bringing him up, they're going to have a set plan on how they want to use him. It's probably going to be every fifth day. Yeah, I don't think it could be a lot different than the taxi squad. You know, okay, you miss a start, you have to throw a bullpen or something like that. I mean, yeah, you could manage it. It'd be fine. We talked ourselves into it. (laughs) David, Dave Fleece 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 asks, you get to go to Comerica for a game alone. Where do you sit? What do you eat? And what is your go-to hackle? opposing teams and if you're there alone these days they're gonna hear you (laughs) that's very true so here's what here's what i'm doing i'm checking seat geek so i'm I'm buying the cheapest ticket in the park i'm checking seat geek to see what bougie seats haven't sold and then i'm sneaking down to there preferably between the tigers dugout and home plate i feel like that's the best place to see the movement on the pitches so you're interested in pitch movement, really? Obviously, yeah. I think I'd want to be on the visitor's side a little bit so I could see into the Tigers' dugout. Okay, I yeah, I could, kind of I could see that being worthwhile, too. Yeah. Okay, uh, what do you eat? I'm eating, like, um, loaded notch, loaded tots or some nachos, something yeah, the, disgustingly the, sh- the shawarma nachos, that's my go-to. Those are so good. Could definitely use some of those right now, actually. Um, and I will be drinking the cup of coffee that I somehow smuggled in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do they sell coffee at Comerica? I'm sure they do. Probably. It, but it's good. It would be horrible. Yeah, definitely. You know where they have great coffee is at um, what's Little Caesars. There's a, a Zingerman's Deli like mock that um, that has fantastic coffee, and you can get it in, which is helpful if you're going to a hockey game because hockey tends to be. Cold. Cold. Yeah. Okay, what, what's your go-to heckle? So if I'm within earshot of a player, um, what I'm doing is yelling, hey, so-and-so, you got a left hanger, you know, meaning that the left uh, back pocket is hanging out, when in okay. fact, okay. they do not it, have a hanger. Oh, so clever. So my heckling would be gentle but devastating. <laughs> so I'm going with like, Hey, you aren't as good as you think you are. Or maybe your game has some significant flaws. <laughs> you know, something like that. I or, love it. Yeah. You know, your 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 plate approach isn't very sound. <laughs> you know, just really break it down for them. Like, you have no power to the opposite field kind of really specific yeah. just get really really into the kitchen yeah and you really i mean you have to do a little bit of research to be effective in that but yeah i think that would be really effective yeah your two strike approach stinks <laughs> all right that would be fun though it would be, you, it would be fun. fun to be the only fan there you could get a lot of attention okay uh pizza slayer jslaw0809 asks we have some more regional humor here, I think. The doxology starts and four deacons walk up the middle aisle to the pulpit with collection plates. Which four tigers are the deacons? I got Jordy Mercer, Nico, Austin Romine, and Gardy. Gotta have an elder. 
thoughts. I mean, it's hard, really, to, hard to disagree with that four. You, you did really well, Pizza Slayer. You, you carried a lot of the freight for that question. Thank you. I thought maybe Boyd. I don't know who I'd pull, though. Mm, mm. Well, yeah, I don't know. Seems seems pretty sound. Yeah. I, pretty much. Well, too bad Don Kelly isn't around. I yeah, mean, he'd be really an cool. obvious choice. Definitely. Okay, Jacob Skronik asks, build your perfect Tigers player from the current roster. Assume they are two-way switch hitters. So he's asking for, like, tools. Mm -hmm. So which Tigers player has the best arm? It's got to be either Scope or Jake Rogers. That's who I came up with. I guess I was thinking, oh, yeah, for who is the, what what pitcher has the best arm? Soto? Yeah, probably. Velocity? Mm -hmm. I'd agree with that. I used to think that really not so much anymore. Who on our team is the best glove? I thought this was actually a pretty interesting question. I took Jordy Mercer. It's not. Go ahead. I I thought Mercer too. Uh, (laughs) I mean, he's not on the club, but the best glove would probably be somebody like uh, Hill, Derek Hill. Yeah. But our outfielder only Jacoby is the competent outfielder. Well, demerit, demerit, I suppose is all right. You yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Um, so best right-handed hitter, right-hand swing. I mean, that's Miggy, right? If you're if you're that's, if you're taking a, a swing, give me give me Miggy. Yeah, left-handed hitter is probably Nico. I oh, thought I went a little deeper, not on the roster, but your boy Riley Green. Oh, for sure. Oh, Riley Green. Uh, personality. Eric, put it away. Hey, can't stand in the way of love. Uh, personality. Here, here's the thing, though, with the personality question. I feel like five years ago, we knew the personalities of more of the players than we knew now because they were they were around longer, and like there was more like pregame and postgame show, and there was just more energy around the the team and the players. Like, do you know what? scope is like do you know what crone is like do you know what travis demerit is like nope you know and for that reason I, give me joe jimenez his uh personality <laughs> just, just because he's he's a little bit of a uh mirror gazer self-involved is that is that an uh, he's he's gotten better though he hasn't maybe <laughs> I, I love it i i don't want him to get better i want him to continue <laughs> um i'm guessing guys like Kristen stewart or nico are kind of like cool guys i would think so yeah um what oh seinfeld voice i'm not gonna what's the deal jeremy troya in a seinfeld voice asks what's the deal with service time manipulation for real though i think the tigers have a great opportunity to right a wrong and call it mice we covered this we we do too jeremy good call um robert baker asks also make the most one tool player possible with the tiger's recent memory guys that did one thing and only one thing well example steven moya's power nook logan speed etc um derrick hill's defense there you go um i have adam everett's glove and danny worth's knuckleball Wow. Danny Worth traveling back and forth to Toledo. The best. <clears throat> so that would be what? Danny Worth's Prius? Yeah. Uh, Snack Efron, which is a pretty good name, 
Narls Brukowski is his Twitter handle. Probably not his birth name. Maybe. You never know with parents these days. True. Didn't Elon Musk name his kids some like number or some something stupid? Sixty nine. Like <laughs> no, I don't think he named his kid sixty nine. That's naughty. Uh, he asks, due to factors outside of my control, the amount of baseball I've been able to watch live has been limited to the Tyler Alexander versus Nick at bat. Which which was a good one to catch if you're gonna do that. I may not watch another inning. 2020 has been awesome. Aside from the world crumbling, cheers, fellas. I don't think there was a question anymore. Yeah, lots unpacked there. None of, none <laughs> of it was, a question. Tyler Alexander versus Nick was a good at bat, though. That's a good point. Yeah. Adam Adam Langworthy asks, Would you rather go 500 with Shep in the booth? Oh, or no. 15 wins below 500 and have Mario back in the booth. It's a little harsh to Shep. I, I don't. I feel like I don't want to pile on Shep anymore. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What would you take? It's a tough one. I don't know. Ouch. I, I want the extra wins. It's a short season. We'd be fine. Yeah, at five hundred, we're probably getting in the playoffs. So yeah, give me give me five hundred. Here's another piling on Shep question. Be nice, people. I know we, we started this, skip- but be nice. Yeah, we're, we're skipping the pile. All right. Here's a question from Descenzo. Descenzo. Oops. Um, You're a fantastic reader. Oh, crap. <laughs> Jacoby Jones, first ballot? That's the question. <laughs> yes, absolutely. No, I'm sure he's voted before. I oh. think it's Hall of Fame is what we're getting at here. Really? The Baseball Hall of Fame? I mean, it's an exaggeration joke. I don't think oh. he actually thinks that he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think it's, wow, he's playing well. Obviously, first ballot Hall of Famer. So, yes. Isn't that the first rule of improv? You're supposed to say yes and. Yeah, that's, that's... I can't say that I know any rules of improv, so I'm going to take your word for that one. Tim in the North asks, seriously, a healthy Mario and Pemba versus Rod Allen with tweet tweaked oh versus rod allen with a tweaked back five five minute rounds who gets dethroned tim in the north are you fighting mario and rod don't what we've kind of had a version of that and look what happened to us let's not fight them let's have peace yeah what okay tim in the north is going he's got more questions he's got three did Carol Baskins kill her husband? Yeah. Yes, obviously. absolutely. Yeah. Um, who's playing the organ? I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know that. I assume it, I assume it was you. Mm. Uh, if I played the organ, it sound would sound like death. <laughs> um, Jamer off to assist. Oh, this is lawn steak ball. Uh, I think this is one of the slaws. Um, Jamer off to a sizzling two and twenty-one start. Have you ever gone two and twenty-one on anything in your life? I'll let you weigh in on this one first. I mean, asking girls out on a date—that <laughs> was actually what I was thinking too. Something <laughs> <laughs> like that. Not so lucky in love, there, Hall. You did. You did I mean, well I, for yourself. Come yeah. On. All's well that ends well. 
Um, but I think the point of the tweet is Jamer is looking a little shaky. He, his last game looked better yeah. than the ones before it. I think those are his two hits. But no, he's he, he's not. It's a little shaky for Jamer. It's Ten games, small sample size. All right. We have hope. Uh, Tim in the North again. Goodness Jeez, gracious. Tim, greedy. How much time do we have for rambling? What's your walk-up song and what's your favorite Tigers walk-up song? Do they even have walk-up songs right now? I think so. I don't pay attention. I don't know. I'll go, I'll go first. So my favorite one, probably JD's Every Day I'm Hustling, primarily just because he stuck with it for so long. Oh, yeah. And there was one year that Miggy had a song that just repeated like, okay, like three or four times before it got cut off. Um, I neither know the song nor the artist, but that one obviously um, had a, had a big impression on me. I, mine would probably be something Nelly, something from from childhood, country grammar, something like that. I'm having some like novelty gimmick song, like peanut that. butter jelly time or something like that. That's what I want. Something silly. Um, Kalamazoo Whammer asks, "What win loss record do the Tigers need to have to be buyers, if any?" His thought is, his or her thought, sorry, should be gender neutral. Their thought is 12 and 8 after 20 games, you go all in. I guess here's my my thought um, on this is like, if we're buying, what are we paying with? We're clearly not going to be trading Mize, Manny, and Scooble. Like, that doesn't leave much. I I don't know. I I don't see. That's a good point. I don't the 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 buying so to speak would just be like bringing up more kids mm-hmm. and just trying yeah that I'd agree with that um I'm skipping some um more church jokes collection <laughs> curse the last hymn da 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 okay um more church jokes okay you have an unlimited budget for a baseball movie Give me the premise, the main character, as in the actor, the manager, and the villain. I didn't do this. I, I don't know if I'm going to think of any. But I think this would be a time to say R.I.P. to Wilford Brimley. Don't you? Sure, absolutely. Do you know who that is, Hall? Not a clue. The Quaker Oats guy? You're probably too young to experience the joy of Wilford Brimley's Quaker Oats commercials. Do you know who Wilford Brimley is? No, I've literally never heard the name. You can go, you can go on and talk about him if you want, though. But I'm not gonna he have anything to add. The manager in The Natural. Never seen it. What? Kind, like, this is a baseball podcast, or no? If you talk about Rookie of the Year, I'm I'm all over <laughs> I that know, one. I've been on Rookie of the Year too. It's my favorite stupid baseball. <laughs> but Wilford Brimley was this guy who always seemed a lot older than he was and and he promoted quaker oats and had like diabetes medication commercials like oh, you ever diabetes test and supplies to do with the mustache yeah oh okay I, that's what i know him from okay <laughs> yeah, i love he's that dude diabetes coon but yeah the, he was the diabetes guy love that dude yeah r.i.p well he he died now sorry that's it. That's that was a lot of questions, and I, I skipped over a few of the regional church jokes. <laughs> that was good. That was fun. If you want to get in touch with the show on Twitter, I am at Jordan Hall twenty three. Eric is Eric at Eric Wayne's brain 
at podcastianos, facebook.com backslash podcastianos, and leave us a review. Eric, anything else to say to the people before we get out of here for another week? I hope we have some more baseball, and I hope we have some safe baseball. It's been fun when it's been on. It's been a rallying thing for, like, it was good to see Tiger's Twitter alive again. I'd agree with that. Tyler Alexander's doing his thing, and all of a sudden, yeah, you get a bunch of tweets, and it's, it's like, you know, getting everybody back together, getting the gang back together. It's good to see if... Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that if Tyler Alexander ever strikes out 10 more batters in a specific outing, that next time we'll actually win that game. Yeah, that was kind of a downer part of the the thing. Do, did we win the Fister game? I don't remember. That was a lot of years ago. I don't remember either. See? We were, we're good we then, though, remember. so probably, yeah. yeah. That's probably true. That's a good point. <laughs> Uh, with that being said, we will catch you guys next week and eat them up, tigers. Eat them up. Goodbye. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks, then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.